take off, take flight with you. Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. This is episode number 187 and it's part of our solo takeaway episode. This week's episode will be hosted by myself, Olu Okanola. Now, in this week's episode, I want to talk about the stock market rally, the double digit growth that we've seen year to date in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. Now, a common question that every investor is asking at this moment is, did I miss out on the stock market rally? If you're feeling like this, right, concerned about lagging behind, not being able to catch up, fear not. In this episode, we'll talk about FOMO, the fear of missing out, and some strategies in which you can adopt to navigate the market. Before we get started, I just want to say this podcast is for information purposes only. Matters discussed are not intended to provide and should not be relied on for investment accounting, legal, tax advice, or financial recommendations. The views and the opinions of myself, a random guy on YouTube, right? Uh, do your own independent research. And we advise that you seek and obtain professional independent advice um, related to your personal circumstances. Great. Let's get started. So I'm recording this episode on Friday, the 9th of June, 2023. As of today, the S&P 500 is up year-to-date around 12% versus last year where it was down 19%. The NASDAQ, which is heavily weighted to tech companies, is up 27% year-to-date versus last year where it was down 33%. Now, what is driving the stock market rally? Is it that all companies in the US, so the S&P 500, the 500 top companies, are all seeing immense, significant growth? No. Last year, we saw a massive decline, especially in the tech companies who focused on restructuring, um, layoffs, reducing the cost basis. This year, we've seen a massive focus on AI, right? Everyone's excited about the productivity, optimistic about the future of AI. And now tech companies are started to be rewarded and companies that focus on AI are started to be rewarded based on the optimism of the future. So if we look at the S&P 500, right, which is made up of 500 of the top companies, approximately around 150 of them are in double-digit growth. The other 350 companies are either in single-digit or negative um, returns for the year. So you see companies like Microsoft, 35%, Google, 37%, Apple, 44% growth, and NVIDIA, which ridiculous amount of 169% growth year to date, those are really carrying the market along. So it's not really all the markets are uh, growing. So the question now I have is, you've, we've seen this growth at the beginning of the year, and naturally, a lot of investors are going to have FOMO. So how do you really navigate that? So the first thing is, and the first advice is really around, avoid investing just based on FOMO. So for example, NVIDIA, which we've seen go up by around 169% year to date. This was a company that I invested in end of last year. So I saw the need for semiconductors, chip companies, and the high demand and lack of supply in the market. And I saw that this was a market or area that was going to grow, especially around sort of AI, needing all these chips. These were companies that were going to start to have a larger amount of demand. So I said, let me invest into NVIDIA. Now, beginning of the year, in a short period of time, I saw a 100% increase. So what did I do? 
I sold out 100% because I said, look, 100% increase in such a short period of time, it's time for me to get out. After that, I saw another sort of 70% increase after that, which you can imagine I was absolutely frustrated about, right? I felt like I'd missed out on an opportunity. So let me walk you through sort of my thought process and how I've been able to navigate that FOMO instead of just continuing to invest back in there and sort of chase the, the growth. The first thing is learning from your mistakes, right? One of the mistakes I uh, made during this investment was I probably should have just taken out my initial investment and left my profit in there and put a stop loss so that when it slightly declined, then I could have sold. But instead, I was able to take away the risk and then just live off the growth or the increase within this particular stock. That was a lesson learned from me. Second thing is really understanding your original research and why you invested. The reason why I haven't got back into NVIDIA is because I personally think it's overvalued right now. If I look at certain metrics like the price to earnings, the price to how much cash the uh, company is currently generating, for it to grow into its price, current price, it's going to need a significant amount of growth and earnings growth, which it potentially can, but that's going to have a lot of risk. So again, instead of me just ignorantly investing or just investing based on FOMO or missing out, I've done my research. I feel comfortable with my research and I'm willing to stick with my strategy and what I've decided, my rationale and my thought process. I would say to most people, right, is try not to just always follow the crowd, especially when it comes to investing. It's your money. So you need to be able to feel comfortable with how you're investing, what you're investing and managing the risk that you are able to take on board, right? So if you don't want sleepless nights, if you don't want to invest in the next hype stock, such as GameStop, which we saw a massive decline, lots of different cryptos, which we saw a massive decline just because people were chasing and following money, it's better to just not follow and do your own research. So the next advice is really assessing your financial situation. Before investing, one of the most important things you should do is understand what your financial situation is right? I prioritize investing. So I've been able to manage my cost of living, my accommodation, travel, um, food, um, all of that sort of cost to be able to make sure that I have a significant amount left over that I can invest in the stock market or properties or any asset tool that I want to grow in the future. Now, the way I'm able to do that is by budgeting. Every year, every three months, I look at my budget, I look at how much I'm spending, and I try to manage that so that I can prioritize investing and prioritize investing in such a way that I don't need that money in a short period of time, that I can put that away in an investment for five, 10 years. Third advice really is understand your investment objectives and goals from the get-go. So for me, my investment goal is steady, sustainable growth, right? I'm not someone that needs or wants to take immense amount of risk. And what I mean about that is that not that I just keep my money in cash. No, I invest for sure, but I don't like to invest in risky assets, right? So I know my risk tolerance. Um, my big thing is I want to be able to see a solid seven plus double digit growth in my investment, but I'm not willing to risk all my investment for a potential 50% growth. Because in most of those cases, that's how you lose a lot of your money. One important 
financial investment um, philosophy is make sure you stay in the game. So many people are chasing massive returns and wipe themselves out where they end up losing 50, 60, in some cases, 100% of the investments. Let's take, for example, um, if you had all your money in Facebook, right? You would have seen great growth, but also you have to manage that volatility, right? Last year, we saw over 50% drop. So if, imagine you had 10K in one company and you saw it drop by 50% and that drops down to 5K. Are you able to manage and live with that risk? If so, go ahead. If not, you've got to look at more sustainable ways of investing. Me personally, I have 80% of my money in index funds or ETFs where they're more diverse. So let's take, for example, the S&P 500, your focus and you're investing in 500 companies. So if one industry or one sector declines, like maybe the oil industry, right? Another industry sector like the tech company can increase significantly and pull you up. So you're never really taking the full loss of one industry or one particular stock and you're getting to take the benefits of the increase of the other stock. So that's why I like to have 80% of my investments in more diverse indexes and funds and maybe 20%, which I can manage that risk and live with that risk, I might do then more individual stocks and investments, which are slightly higher risk. But I do my research and make sure that, for example, I never buy stocks at all-time highs. Um, look at Apple right now. It's a company that I love, company that I believe in its future is growth. Currently, it's trading at all-time highs. Will I purchase it? No. i wait for it to come on a discount and then purchase it because everybody loves a discount. The next thing, uh, next advice, the fourth advice is really around trying not to time the market. It's almost impossible to time the market. There's a lot of intelligent investors out there that have tried to time the market and absolutely failed. Me personally, I like to dollar cost average. And like I said before, I try to avoid investing when it's at all time highs, um, when I'm investing in individual stocks. But if I'm investing in funds, ETFs, I just dollar cost average. So when it goes up, I've put a certain percentage in there. When it drops down, I've also invested. I'll get the average and it will hopefully go up over the period of time. Now, the only thing I say when it comes to timing, right, is a lot of people at the beginning of the year were predicting a recession. A lot of people might have sold their stocks and said, it's too risky. I'm going to get out of the market. Those people have most likely missed the 27% that we've seen in the NASDAQ, the 12% that we've seen in the S&P 500 due to the fact that they were trying to time the market. Most cases, what I try to do is when I see a massive decline, so like we saw last year, um, the drop in S&P 500 of around 19%, those are the years that I decide to double down and look at my financial situation and see, can I allocate more money towards investing? Because in most cases, if you look back at S&P 500, after we've seen a massive reduction the following years, we've seen a massive increase or double digit growth in most cases. So that's what I try to do. You can call us that as slightly time in the market. But all that is, is that when I see discounts or reductions, especially in companies that I understand that their financial statements are solid, secure, their growth plan and the strategies are solid and secure. When I see it go down because of market matters that I can't impact, such as interest rates, inflations, et cetera, if it hasn't changed the business model, those are the times that I decide to double down and invest. 
And lastly, right, the fifth advice is seek professional guidance and also educate yourself, right? The school system doesn't do a great job when it comes to educating us on financial um, literacy. And it's not your fault, but we are now in a generation where you can learn so much from YouTube, the internet, you've got access to so much information. You can reach out to friends. You can pay for financial advisors, wealth managers, that you don't have an excuse anymore not to educate yourself or grow, right? Our parents, their generation, they didn't have as much information at their fingertips that we, that we do. Yes, it's not your fault that you don't have the financial literacy right now, but you have all the access to information to be able to grow your knowledge base and start to invest more comfortably. Now, the only person responsible for your money is yourself. That's why when it comes to me, I'm not just blindly employing a professional advisor to just manage my money, right? I need to educate myself. So if I do use a professional advisor, I can challenge, I can understand what I'm investing in. I can have some sort of input into that investment and understand the risk that I'm taking on board versus just leaving that to someone else and me not being happy with the future outcomes of that investment. It's your money, your responsibility to understand what you're invested in. And it's your responsibility to ensure that you are investing. So just to wrap up, I'm going to summarize the key points mentioned on this episode. Firstly, try to avoid FOMO. Don't just invest into a stock, an asset, just because everyone else is doing it or you've seen a massive growth. In most cases, the ship has already sailed. Only invest when you understand the fundamental reasons why you're investing. You've done your own independent research and you feel comfortable to invest. Don't just try to follow the crowd. Secondly, understand your financial situation, right? Put together a budget, prioritize investing, prioritize how much you're going to spend each month, each year when it comes to investing in your future goals. Thirdly, make sure you're clear about your objectives, your goals, and your strategy before getting started. If you don't know your objective strategies or goals, you can get swayed in so many different directions. Instead, if you have a clear objective goals and strategy, you're able to follow it no matter what. Great example that I gave was Nvidia, right? I knew why I was invested. I knew the point that I was going to get out of. As soon as I saw that, I got out of it, right? I've learned lessons from it. I've discussed some of the mistakes I made with that investment, but I have no appetite or need to chase after I've already clearly mention my goal is sustainable growth. So I don't need to take unnecessary risk. So fourth advice, don't try to time the market. I advise that most people should just dollar cost average and invest in a diversified fund or index that follows maybe the S&P 500, et cetera, versus picking individual stocks and trying to time when to buy, sell and trade because most people cannot predict the future. I always say to people, You're neither as smart as you think you are or as dumb as you think you are. So when an investment goes up, right, a lot of people have that ego and think, I'm a genius, I'm smart. That's not the case. And when an investment goes down, a lot of people feel like, I'm so stupid, how did I miss this? Also, that is not the case. Really, if it goes up or goes down, learn from that experience and see how can you adapt that and um, include that in other investments. But most importantly, I wouldn't try and time the market. Come up with fundamental strategies that we've mentioned before and stick by them. And lastly, seek professional guidance and educate yourself.
we have no excuse right now because we're in an age where information is readily available. Most people have friends who might work in the finance industry or are really good at investing, right? Or knowledgeable about investing, or they can pay for financial advisors or wealth uh, managers. So you have no excuse to stay financially illiterate. You've got the opportunity, the access to information to learn and educate yourself. So go out there, learn, invest in yourself and your future. So I hope you've enjoyed this Take Flight Takeaway episode. You can find more information on our Instagram, Take Flight Podcast. You can follow me also, Olu underscore Okanola, on Instagram and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, take care, and take flight. Take off, take flight with you.